Hey everyone, it's Tuesday and it's another episode of the Activate Preaching Podcast. My name is Jill Pelkey. If you'd like to learn more about the Activate Podcast, you could look us up on soundcloud.com under Jillian Pelkey or on iTunes. We're going to pray and then get right into the Word of God, and I hope that your life will be activated as you learn more about God and that your passion for God will grow as you listen to this podcast. So I hope you're filled with hope. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the Bible because it gives us life. I thank you for the Bible because it is really a lamp unto our feet and a light of to where we should go and what we should do. So God, I pray today that you would speak through your word, that you would light up the path that's before us and that we would see you clearer and that God, we would listen to your voice today and tomorrow and every day this week in Jesus name. Amen. All right, we're going to take a look today in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33. And in Jeremiah 33, the prophet Jeremiah is talking about the promise that God has to restore the people of God. So the people of God are in a very, very bad situation. They're all dispersed from the city of Jerusalem. Things are just awful. Even Jeremiah, he's being held in the the court, the the um, courtyard of the guard. It says in the the verse one of thirty three, and so things are looking really bad. And uh, Jeremiah gets a word from the Lord concerning about the restoration of the people. So we've all been in bad situations before. We've all been in seasons or parts of life where things just seem horrible. Things seem like unchangeable, that they are how they are. But there's this word called seasons. And a season of life doesn't last forever. Just like as our kids grow up, we feel like we're going to be raising toddlers forever. And then they grow into preschoolers and there's some relief there. And then we feel like we're going to be raising preschoolers forever. And before you know it, they're teenagers and and there's seasons of life. And it's so easy to see as we raise our kids But we know that forever we are not going to be spoon-feeding our children. We know forever we're not going to be potty training or tying shoes or even as they go from elementary school to middle school, there's like this super end to uh, in-classroom birthday parties. You're no longer baking cupcakes and coming in for Christmas parties. Things change. their seasons. And so if we can look at the areas of our lives and realize that even as adults, We're in seasons of our lives. And so things might look a certain way today, but we have to fast forward and say, what will my life look like three years from now, five years from now, 20 years from now? God, I know that you're not going to keep me in one single place for too long because God is creative and he's always advancing. So whatever situation we're in, we know that we're not going to be in that same situation forever. That just doesn't make sense. That's not the way life works. We see it in our kids, but we also have to recognize that in our adult life, we have seasons, seasons of plenty and seasons of want, right? Seasons of joy and seasons of sadness. So when we're in those seasons of joy, we have to continue to build up our character, continue to build up who we are by spending time with God and by loving other people so that when those seasons of hardship come, we've already built character, that we already have this solid cornerstone, solid ground, this foundation, like cement foundation to stand on, this foundation of having lived a life for God. So when we find ourselves in a season of sorrow, 
there's a few things that we need. The first one is people. We need to be surrounded by people because when we're in a hard season, uh, other people can come around us and lift us up. Other people can pray for us and help us see see us through situations. But no person is perfect. Save Jesus. So we need Jesus more than any other person. So if you have no people surrounding you in a hard season, you need more than anything, no matter what, you need Jesus. He is that friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the one that's going to carry you through. So I want to talk today about what we can do in our seasons of hardship, our seasons of sorrow. Jeremiah has this whole chapter about the Lord speaking to him. The Lord had spoken to him. This is the second time the Lord's speaking to him. And the Lord's telling him, uh, we're going to look at verse three. He says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. So he's talking to Jeremiah in a season of of hardship saying, I'm going to show you things that you can't even think of on your own. I'm going to show you unsearchable things. And we're going to go down and focus on Jeremiah 33, verse 10 and 11. Verse 10 says this, this is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it is a desolate waste without people or animals. Yet in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem, they are deserted inhabited by neither people nor animals. There will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, and the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord, saying, Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. So the Lord is promising that He's going to restore this desolate place. There's a season. There's a season of desolation, a season where there was nothing, and there's going to be a season where God's going to restore things. And that the sounds of joy and gladness will return. Could you believe that over your life right now? Could you believe that you're in a season? Could you believe that God is able to restore things in your life? What I want to focus on is the truth here that says the Lord is good. Think about that for a minute. The Lord is good. I've recently been reading Adamant by Lisa Bevere, and her book is, I mean, to sum it all up, it talks about the things about God that are truth, that are unchangeable, unshakable, we have to be adamant about. And this is one of those things, the Lord is good. So if we just think about that for a moment, the Lord is good. That's in every season of our lives. That's a thing that does not change. It is steady, like steadfast. It's a cement floor. God is good. The Lord is good. It applies to you and me and every state in the United States, every country in the world. The Lord is good. And that was true for Adam and Eve. That was true for Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. That was true all the way through for Moses, all the prophets, all the kings. That was true when John the Baptist was walking the earth. God is good. The Lord is good. 
That was true through Jesus' ministry, his death and resurrection. The Lord is good. That was true in the early church, in the book of Acts. That was true with Paul the Apostle. That was true uh, when the Catholic Church was formed. That was true through the Protestant Reformation. That was true through the Methodists and uh, the Puritans coming to America. God is good. The Lord is good. That was true through every stage of history of the United States of America. The Lord is good. That was true for your great-grandparents. That was true for your grandparents. That was true for your parents. And that's true for you. The Lord is good. So we look at those unchangeable truths. The Lord is good. And that solid ground you can stand on today. So if you describe your situation, I'm going through this. And I know the Lord is good. This situation happened, and I know the Lord is good. Here's where my finances are, and I know the Lord is good. Here's who doesn't like me anymore. Here's who's the, 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 these people have turned their back on me. Here's how this is falling apart, and the Lord is good. Could you add that to your narrative today? Could you add that to what you're talking about with your friends today? Whatever it is. And the Lord is good. The Lord is good. And his love endures forever. We can go through that whole history lesson again. His love endured forever through that entire narrative. Through from the dawn of history until 2018, his love has endured. It has never ended. It has never paused. It never took a break. His love has endured forever. And his love endures in your life. The Lord is good and his love endures forever. Okay, but we look at that whole sentence. It starts like this. Give thanks to the Lord Almighty for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. So now let's back up. The, the, his love endures forever is true. The Lord is good is true. Now give thanks to the Lord Almighty. That needs to be a cement floor in our life as well. Give thanks to the Lord Almighty. Let's back up now. We're going backwards. We're, we're going from uh, the very end up to the beginning. His love endures forever. The Lord is good. Give thanks to the Lord. Right before that, it says, Voice, and the voices of those who bring a thank offering to the house of the Lord. This is saying that it's a sacrifice. It's an offering. It's something that you're bringing that costs you something. Bring this offering to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord Almighty. Why? Because he's good and his love endures forever. So now the narrative of your life, the season that you're in, the the good thing, the bad thing, the ugly thing that you're going through, as you go through it, give thanks to the Lord Almighty because the truth is he's good and the truth is his love endures forever. What does it mean to bring a sacrifice of praise to the Lord? That means worshiping the Lord on your worst day. That means worshiping the Lord on your best day. That means worshiping the Lord no matter what the the scenario, no matter what the situation, no matter what the narrative that's playing out in your life, that you would worship the Lord. And back then, people would bring sacrifices to to the the tent, to the temple, to the priest. Now we bring our sacrifice right right to God Almighty. And our sacrifice of praise, our sacrifice of thanksgiving. How do you give thanks in sorrow? How do you give thanks in turmoil? You make it a cement floor. You just do it. That's what you stand on. 
because your love for the Lord doesn't, isn't situational. It doesn't depend on other people. It doesn't depend on what has happened to you, what is happening to you, what will happen to you. Your thanks for the Lord depends on your relationship with him and the truth that stands that he is good and his love endures forever. There have been times in my personal life where things have been really, really bad, especially, um, when raising little kids and trying to walk through different things, it was hard to find moments. It was hard to find time alone with God. And I remember one particular day where I felt like I was just going to cry the entire day and things just seemed like they were closing in around me. And so I went over to our computer and I turned on praise music and I had two little toddlers that I was staying home with 24, seven, seven days a week. And I was with them all the time and I was walking through this, this hard season of life. And I remember going over and turning on worship music. And I remember getting my kids to dance with me and to sing to God. And as I'm singing and as I'm worshiping God, I'm crying my eyes out. There's just big fat alligator tears just rushing down my cheeks because things were hard, but I was worshiping God. And I was worshiping God in the midst of great sorrow. I was bringing a sacrifice of praise because whether my situation seemed horrible, the truth still remained that God is good and his love was going to endure forever. And that was a season. Wherever you're at today, I would encourage you to worship the Lord, not just with songs, but with the the attitude of your heart. So whether that's turning on worship music and dancing, whether that's turning on worship music and singing, or whether that's praying and giving thanks for the blessings you have, giving thanks for the things that God has given you, but more importantly, giving thanks to God for who He is because it doesn't change. God, you are faithful. God, you keep your promises. God, I thank you for the Bible. I thank you for the Word of God, which helps me to know which way to go and which way not to go. God, I thank you that you promise to be with me. God, I thank you that you are a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Our praise is an offering to God. So let's back up even further. We're going backwards here. His love endures forever. The Lord is good. Give thanks to the Lord Almighty. Bring a sacrifice of praise. Now we look at the beginning of chapter 33. Things are bad, but the Lord speaks to Jeremiah and he says, things are going to be good. Is that true in your life? Is your life going to be bad forever? I don't think so. The Lord promises that he has good things stored up for you, good things planned for you, but it starts with an attitude. It starts with a shift to thanksgiving. There's an example of a group of people who are laying bricks, who are making bricks and, and um, putting them in molds and, and creating these bricks. And a passerby comes and he asks the first guy, he says, what are you doing? He says, well, it's obvious. I'm making bricks, brick after brick after brick. That's all I do all day long is I'm making bricks. And he goes to the second guy who is doing the same task as the first guy. He says, what are you doing? He said, I am building bricks that will one day be a great building. My job is so important because I am contributing to a great building. Whole different perspective, right? Guy number one says, I'm just making bricks and it's boring. The second guy has a bigger perspective. He says, I'm building. I am an integral part of building a great building. And he goes to the third guy. He says, what are you doing? And he's doing exactly what guy number one and guy number two is doing. He says, what are you doing? And he says, I am changing my world. I am being part of something that's going to transform my city. I am building a cathedral that will bring glory and honor to God. As I'm building these bricks, I am honoring my God. 
three completely different perspectives on the same task. It's an overplayed statement, but I'm going to say it. There is joy in the journey. There's joy in the journey. As you walk through each season, look at your perspective. Give thanks to the Lord. See what what role you're playing in this bigger story. That there's more than just today, Tuesday, or tomorrow, Wednesday. You're part of a bigger story. And your heart has to remember the truths that God is good and His love endures forever. And you have to bring the sacrifice of praise so that your heart can be right and you can see the part that you're playing, that you're not just making bricks, but you're building into something far greater than yourself, far bigger than this world, because you're a spiritual person. You don't, you're not of this world. You don't belong to a human world with flesh and, and bones. You are born of the Spirit. When you become a Christian, you are a new creation. You are born again. You are no longer flesh, but you are spirit. You live unto God. You no longer live unto yourself or other people. You are now a servant of God. We are not like the rest of the world. We are called out people, a royal priesthood set apart for God. It's interesting this, give thanks to the Lord Almighty for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. That's also written in the book of Psalms. That same exact um, wording is in Psalm 106. I'm going to turn there, Psalm 106. This is a Psalm of David. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. So Jeremiah in chapter 33 is quoting David in the Psalms. Because all these years later, it still rings true. All these years later, that sentiment is still the truth. And all the years later after Jeremiah writes it, for us, it is still absolutely the truth. The Lord is good and his love continues forever. So when we look at all of this, we realize some simple things that are so profound. What you're walking through today is a season. In the light of eternity, what you're walking through today is a season. It's not forever. If it's good, you continue to build character. You continue to walk with the Lord. If it's bad, You continue to build character. You continue to walk with the Lord. What you're walking through right now is a season of your life. Secondly, there is a cement floor. The bottom is this. The truth is this. The thing you walk on, the thing you stand on is this, that the Lord is good and his love continues forever. You're in a season. God is good. And thirdly, your perspective is so important. Your perspective of joy today is important. Your perspective today on Tuesday is important. Are you joyful in the journey that you're walking through? The only way that we can be joyful in seasons of hardship is to cement this truth in our hearts. The only way that we can be joyful is to praise God anyway, to praise God in the midst of our trials. So we know that this is a season. We know that God is good. We have to have joy as we walk through every part of our lives. And lastly, 
our praise may feel like a great, great sacrifice. Our praise may feel like an offering that's so hard to bring, but we bring it anyway. We bring an offering of praise to God because He is good, because His love has endured forever, because His promises never fail, because I can focus on Him and not myself in my situation. You're in a season of your life. God is good. You can have joy even as you walk through the hardest moments. It's about our perspective. And lastly, we have to bring a sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. If you have time today, read over Jeremiah 33. Read over the story of restoration that God promises for His people. And then you could just mirror that on your own life and know that the plans that God has for you are good and to prosper you. And you may have to walk through hard trials, like it says in James chapter 1, when you face trials of many kinds, when you walk through troubles. It's one of those promises that promises us that we're going to have trials and troubles. And so when we walk walk through those, those produce character and they build us up into something greater than we ever knew that we could be. I want to encourage you with that first part of Jeremiah 33 when it says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. God knows more than we do. He sees a bigger picture. He looks at things with such depth that we can't even grasp unless we ask him. So today, find some time to read the word of God. Find some time to spend with Jesus Christ himself. Let him wash over you and bring to him a sacrifice of praise, even in a season of heaviness. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for who you are, that you never change, that you have never changed. You can't change. I thank you that you are good. And I thank you that your love has endured for every generation. And God, I pray that that truth would sink deep into our hearts, that God, it would be a cement floor that we can stand on. Lord, I pray for everyone listening. I pray for myself, that God, we would bring a sacrifice of praise to you because we know that you are good. We know that you are good. So God, I pray that we would stand on those truths. Lord, I pray that you would bless those that are listening. Help us each to have a longing to be in your presence, a longing for the word of God, because it's so good, because it's so good. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice, for giving your life for ours. We thank you that we are new creations. We are new people because of you. Jesus be with us today and through the rest of the week. In Jesus' name, amen.